I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Street has been a central figure in helping Kansas Cityans for the better part of a decade. With her work at the Big Slick, she's raised millions of dollars for childhood cancer research. And now, she's got a brand new foundation that she's the head of. It's called Building Hope for Autism. They're making a huge difference right here in Kansas City. Well, when we started this thing, it was really to feature people who do good things and give back to Kansas City, featuring great folks of Kansas City. And I think, Mario, you fall into that category on, on so many different levels because it's not just, you know, the Building Hope for Autism Foundation, which I'm a part of on the board of directors, which we'll get to momentarily, but you've been giving back in Kansas City for a while now. And and I don't want to say it really started with the Big Slick, but everybody knows about Big Slick and giving back through that. You've been involved in a lot of big events here in Kansas City that give back to our town. Why did you feel so important and feel it was so important, I guess, to give back to Kansas City? Well, I love Kansas City first and foremost, and I was gone for 13 years. And when I came back, uh, Big Slick, Eric had just joined Big Slick. And so I was able to be involved with that, which was great. And then, um, as you know, and um, because you are a good friend to full disclosure and you support me and things that I do as your wife and kids do too, which, and I love them. Um, I was also involved with um, um, making the documentary film for just like you films for anxiety and depression. And that started because those are some things that I've dealt with in my life. And I feel when you can connect with what you have gone through yourself and share your story, it helps people in a way that you really, really don't know what impact you're having on other people. And then of course, Big Slick is just wonderful because the platform is wonderful. It has a great brand recognition here in Kansas City. People get behind it and really wanna support it because it's for a great cause, uh, uh, fighting childhood cancer which is very underfunded, 4% of mm -hmm. um, the budget goes to fighting um, cancer for kids and it should be more than that. So we're really, I've learned more through in doing things with Big Slick uh, that I wouldn't have known before. So that's great. I've got to know some of the doctors there and the important research and work that they're doing there, cutting edge, 
got some great people there. So I love being a part of that, knowing what's going on in the city. And then when Building Hope for Autism came along, that is something very near and dear to my heart because that's what I've dedicated my whole professional life to doing is working with families uh, and those that um, have uh, connections to autism. So when that came along, that was like a dream come true to be able to be the director of this foundation. And like you said, we're brand new, um, just a little over a year old and you are uh, on the board of directors, which we really appreciate uh, all the things you bring to that. So did that kind of answer it a little bit? Well, yeah, I, I think it did. I, I think it goes to, to show you that it's, it doesn't always have to be a, a what's in it for me. And, and I learned that I think probably, I don't want to say late in life, but I learned that later in life that maybe I would have liked to have learned. And I, I wish I knew the impact and, and, and the feeling that you get from helping others probably 10 years prior to me ever doing that. And, and I always tell my wife, I wish I would have met you 10 years earlier and it would have been, you know, a heck of a lot more fun in my 20s, you know, being with you than it was, you know, not meeting you till I was in my 30s. And I feel that way kind of about giving back and, and, and being part of the community because it's the little things that you do to see the smiles that you bring to people's faces faces that you don't even realize. And I think that one of those moments for me was, you know, at our event last November at the J, just having an, an, a family day out for people who have children and loved ones with autism and seeing them kind of interact and just kind of have that day where they could be them and see the, the smiles that were on their faces and see the difference that we made that day for a lot of families right here in Kansas City. And it's kind of, to me, I mean, it's kind of like a drug, I guess. You get a high, you get a, you get a great sense of accomplishment and a great just, you know, uh, endorphin high and, and rush by being able to just to see somebody smile. And if you get a chance to do that, it really is great. And you've had the opportunity to do it on so many levels. It is. And it really, it's true. Nothing makes you feel better about yourself than helping someone else. And and I like it when it comes back to you in ways that you don't even know about, like hearing you say uh, how much the Family Fund Day meant to you. Because with my work in the field and seeing what families um, go through when they take their children out in public and the side glances and the judgments and, and people automatically assuming that their kids are bad. And it's not up to anybody to educate um, the public that, oh, my child has autism, you know, if we lead with kindness and we're out somewhere and we see somebody doing that, you know, having a meltdown or whatever, and we automatically judge that because you can't tell me that every parent hasn't been in that situation, no matter what. And, you know, I've worked with a lot of families that take that time to educate people when they feel they're getting that judgment but that's kind of hard to do when you're right in the middle of a tantrum or something like that a meltdown but for the family fun days and seeing that you saw exactly what I wanted in my mind my vision to create a day where someone could come and and just be themselves and have no judgment and the parents not worry one iota that anyone there would think anything other than, oh, look, that kid's having a good time, whether it be, you know, I mean, that was such a fun day, too, and I can't wait to do more of those once, you know, we're out of this pandemic. Um, we had Slugger, we had carnival games, we had barbecue, 
uh, by Smoke on Wheels. We had the funnel cake truck guy. We had Tracy's Shaved Ice. And all of those people donated that to us. And that speaks volumes. We had face painting too, um, Sister Act face painting. And so we were really able to pull that day off in the J, not even to mention the J, letting us do it at their place. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what a great organization to be involved with. They are so philanthropic. They work wonderfully with nonprofits here in Kansas City. And I'm proud to say that we're having events at the J. I mean, they are amazing. And what, and that with Building Hope, what's so important for us, and I think we all agree on the board, the, the building of the community and showing that all of the people that are out there doing stuff for kids, specifically kids with autism or just kids, working together is so much better when we can combine and pool our resources, whether it be financially or just support, just having the support. The executive director for Camp Encourage volunteered at our family fun day at a carnival table, Kelly Lee. She was sitting there, volunteered, and kids were playing a game at a table. I mean, you can't ask for better support than that within our within the autism community in Kansas City. And, and you mentioned at the start, you know, you, you've dedicated your professional life to autism. And, and I'd be remiss not to say why. Well, it, it's kind of like, like you, what you said, Hal. You wish you would have known earlier what, you know, like being with, being married to Jen or whatever, that you would have known to do something earlier. It came to me later. My first degree was not in, educa- or not in education or special ed or anything. Just knew I needed to go to college. Wasn't a great student at all because I just didn't even know what I wanted to do, but knew I needed to, I, I called the, my first degree, I got a degree in hoop jumping seriously i just knew how to jump through the hoops mm-hmm. you know drop classes before they showed up on your transcript you know like that kind of thing and then um i was fortunate a very supportive family um parents that you know really wanted me to be happy in what i was doing and uh i moved back home um took a sales job really pretty much hated it and found myself during the day at uh, my friend's classroom, who also happens to be on our board of directors, Catherine Holmes. Uh, She was a special ed teacher. And instead of me going out and make my sales calls, I was going to her classroom and hanging out with her and her students. And she's finally, she finally pulled me aside and said, what are you doing? This clearly is what you need to do. Go back to school. So I went back to school and uh, got my degree in education. And then um, I went to K-State and then uh, got my master's from KU in special ed and specifically autism because when I was getting my degree in education, we had to take a child psych course and we had one chapter on autism, one chapter. That's all my exposure to autism was. And I was fascinated beyond belief, you know, beyond, it was just like, I got to know more about this. So then that's when I decided that's what I wanted to do. And that's the population of kids I wanted to work with. So fast forward, I don't want to say how many years later, because that will tell you how old I am. Um, I'm back in Kansas City after having a great career and um, doing a couple different things while I was in the Chicago area. And I found myself here in Kansas City without 
a job basically without direction. And I didn't have a, a reputation. I, I was a private consultant my last few years when I was in Chicago. Didn't have a reputation, didn't have um, references, didn't have someone saying, oh, you know, you should get that Maria Stone Street to, you know, help you out with, you know, your kids or whatever. So that really took kind of a toll on me a little bit. And that's kind of how I got involved with Just Like You Films, because I was having some anxiety and depression through that. And I'd gone to Jen Green Street, who's the founder of that organization, does a great job making films for kids with unique circumstances. She had made one for autism, has one diabetes, has burns, cancer. Um, like I said, just finished up with, or finishing up with anxiety and depression. So that was close to me. I helped raise the funds for that film. And then I just happened to be at another charity event and got introduced to Paul and Sean, Paul uh, Barnes and Dr. Sean Sabin, who are the founders of Building Hope for Autism. And the next thing I know, we're having lunch, couple lunches, couple dinners, and we jumped in and decided to start a foundation. Yeah, and, and here we sit, uh, you know, a little over a year after starting uh, Building Hope for Autism. And, and the name is, I, I think, very unique because Building Hope means we're, we're building hope for people with autism. But also the original, you know, kind of basis of the foundation was found on houses that were being built by Paul Barnes. And so you kind of combine the two and you have Building Hope for Autism. And so in a little over a year that the foundation has been around, most of the second year has been living through these, you know, these COVID times and it's been very difficult for everybody what do you feel like you've been able to accomplish with this foundation in its and I'll say it, infancy of this foundation well so like you said um, building hope that the name came from Paul and Sean they um, created a, um, a, a an investment company called quality property investments and they along with Curtis Betford who is a local builder here in Kansas City, um, are building homes and have built homes that when they sell, a portion of the profits through quality property investments goes back into building hope for autism. That's one way we're funded. That's just one way. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we, we need other funding. Um, so there are two houses right now for sale. They're out in the Terry Brook Farm um, subdivision. Um, believe it's 150th and off of, I think it's Schweitzer, I believe, I think. I should know. Um, but um, anyway, um, so that's one, that's the backstory with the building hope. And Sean has a niece with autism and Paul has a grandson with autism. And they always wanted to do more around, around that area and helping families and seeing what families go through and um, they have, they're very um, giving, wonderful people. And um, so that's basically, like you said, how the name got started. But through this period of time, April's Autism Awareness Month, we had so many things set up for April. Uh, we had been working with someone out at the Kansas Speedway with a NASCAR driver that fell through. Uh, luckily, we uh, had someone that I know, uh, that I'm related to, uh, play for Building Hope for Autism on Who Wants to Be a Celebrity, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Oh, so I we, saw that with, with your brother, David Kechner. 
Right. Yes. Right. And so we were, um, we were able to get that funding, which was amazing during a time that, you know, we were like, cause those houses, you know, uh, haven't sold yet, which I think will very soon. They're beautiful homes. You can, uh, see the homes on our Facebook page. They were both on the parade of homes. You can go to their, um, webpage, um, and, uh, quality property and Bedford construction. Um, then, um, so then we had the money that Eric won $62,000. So that is money that we want to use to continue to have the free family fun days. We also started through a grant through Shawnee Mission Rotary Club. We were very lucky to be chosen for this grant. Um, we've started, it's called the Sensory Project. And um, when um, you're on the autism spectrum, uh, your sensory uh, system is, uh, you usually have sen sensory processing issues. Uh, noise, um, um, you know, any of your senses. So we really wanted to um, help families that wouldn't um, necessarily be able to afford things like noise canceling headphones, weighted blankets, some cases iPads, um, when they use those for communication devices. So that's a huge thing that we're doing right now is helping families with get access to those kind of things. And then doing community education. When I was uh, at the Rotary Club accepting the check for the sensory project, the chief who has now since retired, the Shawnee Mission Fire Chief, uh, asked if I would come in and meet with him. And we, I did, and we talked, and he, they had me come and do some training for the Shawnee Mission Fire Department, which is wonderful. So having the foundation have so many different, you know, things that that we're committed to doing community education, the sensory project and, and really building community with the family fun days and working with other organizations that are already doing really great things in Kansas city. Summit future foundation. Um, they are uh, securing employment, meaningful employment for um, individuals with autism and other disabilities. Um, getting them meaningful jobs to contribute uh, to society. We have partnered with them on several occasions. We uh, awarded three um, scholarships this summer for three individuals to have jobs. So that was great to be able to do that. We also awarded Camp Encourage with um, scholarships for kids to come to summer camp. Unfortunately, that's not happening, but the funds will be there for next when they're up and ready to go for next season, the funds will still be there. So what, what would you say like your ultimate goal is if we're having this conversation 10 years from now and, and everything is kind of back to where it was, you know, in February and pre COVID and all that kind of stuff, where, where do you want to see this foundation? Like what, what's the biggest difference you want to make in Kansas city? Well, I really think building the community piece and being that, um, that organization that connects other organizations together, networks and supports anything that's already working really well. Uh, another thing that we did this year um, 
D, Kansas City Ballet sponsors or puts on a sensory performance of the Nutcracker, similar to our Family Fun Day, um, where they limit the amount of people that can come that night. It's a sensory performance. Again, no judgment zone. Um, we were able to help sponsor that, which that's what I want Building Hope to do is support anybody that's wanting to be in this space to do those kind of things for these individuals. Um, they want to do that for the Kansas City uh, area. We want to support that. Uh, camp Encourage wants to keep having camp for kids with autism. We want to keep supporting that and make sure that Summit Future Foundation keeps giving jobs, getting securing jobs for people. And that we're here for the families to come to if they need assistance, like I said, with sensory items that they wouldn't necessarily be able to afford. That we're here if someone calls and says, or emails me and says, I need help with this, I can tell them, uh, reach out to Aiden, the Aiden Project. They will help you with um, securing therapies for your ch child. We don't want to reinvent the wheel. wheel. Someone's already doing it. We want to pass that information along. Mitch Kelly uh, and his wife started the Aiden Project, um, great organization. I just love collaborating with all these other directors, um, really building that strong sense of unity. And because when, when we work together, better things happen. You know, it's, it's not just us with Building Hope for Autism, it's everybody. I was speaking to another uh, nonprofit organization earlier today on the phone. A friend of mine uh, works with one of the uh, you know, Childhood Cancer Foundations, and she was telling me about all the struggles that they're up against this year. And, and she said to me at the end of the conversation, she goes, you know, we still have a $250,000 grant we need to write. We still have all of these kids that are still suffering from cancer. And I know everybody is dealing with COVID right now, how difficult has it been to operate a nonprofit in these times where everybody's got the COVID situation happening? We have unemployment, but you know what? Kids still need help with autism. Kids still need help to fight childhood cancer. People need help for this, that, and the other thing. Like all those things don't stop. How difficult has this time been for, for everybody? Absolutely. And that's, uh, you know, I'm having this exact same conversation with uh, uh, one of my mentors uh, in, that's a director for another organization. And yeah, the need for to help families with anything is still there, autism included. Just because of COVID, autism didn't go away. And it has been a challenge because, you know, you feel like, wow, do I really want to have a fundraiser when everything else is going on? And But yeah, we, we have to, we have to. So, you know, moving forward, we have, we have um, taken a step back a little bit. We, like I said, we did. Um, um, sponsor the, the summer jobs for the kids. We did um, award some scholarships for camp and we were able to award our first um, sensory project item um, to a young girl that really needed an iPad. And um, so we were happy to do that. So we've been, we've been helping. We haven't been fundraising. And, and that's the next step. We need to move into that. So creatively thinking of some things, uh, going to be having a board meeting really soon. But um, 
you know, cr just getting more creative, thinking out of the box. Do we want to do something on the internet? That's seemingly where everyone's going. Maybe we can even get more creative and think of something we can do. Um, you know, always taking donations, go to our webpage, um, buildinghopeforautism.org. Um, love, you know, if you have extra $5, whatever, every little bit helps fund the programming that I'm talking about. Um, and when we do have events, come to our events, come and um, just hang out with us. You, like our family fun day, it wasn't a requirement that you had to have autism. We were, we're building hope for autism. We want you to come, but we want to be included. We want our kids included and everything. So we weren't going to ask other families not to come if we want everybody to come. So that, you know, moving forward, hoping we'll soon be out of this, you know, we, we just don't know, but yeah, it's the answer in a nutshell. It's been really difficult. And, and like, like we said, really difficult for everybody. And, and I'm not asking you to be a, uh, a guesser or even like a, uh, I don't even know what the, or a, I guess, I guess just a guesser, right? Like what, what, when do you see us getting past this where we all nonprofits included can get back to doing what we were doing this time last year. That's putting on awesome events because I've lived a couple of different places. I don't know if any city rallies around nonprofit events and gets behind giving back like Kansas City truly does. And you go to these amazing events, see all these amazing people, raise all this money. And I, I just feel like this year has been just a total loss for, quite honestly, the people who need it the most. Oh, 100% agree. I'm hoping, you know, um, just being a... Uh, conservatively optimistic I think this time next year we're back up and doing what we want to be doing uh, I think really a, we're having to give up this whole year uh, I mean for everyone's safety I think you know and that's the other thing a lot of the groups that you know are vulnerable like kids with cancer you know organizations that's a vulnerable population Mm -hmm. Anyone with underlying conditions, and oftentimes kids with autism have different underlying conditions. Those are vulnerable populations, so we don't want to risk anyone's health and safety. So doing that, keeping in mind, how are we going to move forward? Yeah, it's hard. Um, you know, there's certain things I think we're seeing that people still can do outside. So mm -hmm. hopefully we can, you know, think of something like that uh, in the fall for when the weather's a little bit cooler mm -hmm. we've had pretty or pretty hot summer so you know just keeping in mind things that um we could creatively do outside to keep with the social distancing and of course anything we do we'd be very cognizant of of everything and and follow all the rules in that regard um but yeah i i'd say conservatively optimistic i think we give up 2020 yeah i think we do too all right before i let you roll out of here how can people get involved if they want to you know get involved and maybe they don't want to give a donation but they got an idea for an event they want to be part of an event they want to help they want to volunteer whatever the case may be how can people get in touch with you and, and help building hope for autism well they can go to our webpage, facebook page um send a private message it comes to me on the webpage, the info at email comes to me. 
Um, so buildinghopeforautism.org. We have Facebook. We have Instagram. Um, they can email you. You can give them my email. Um, my email is uh, mstonestreet at buildinghopeforautism.org. We'd love to have anybody that wants to volunteer, anybody's ideas on fundraising. Um, also, anybody's ideas just in general for anything. Uh, if they have a family that they think might need some help, reach out, let me know. Maybe they're afraid that family wouldn't do it on their own. And oftentimes that's the case. And it might, you know, sit better coming from someone like me calling and asking the family if they need some help. Um, oftentimes we see that through multi-generational. The grandparents might see something and they don't want to say something to the parents, that kind of thing. Here, um, definitely here to help however we can. As you can see, building hope for autism in Maria Stone Street is vital to Kansas City right now, and everyone in Kansas City can help out. Check them out at buildinghopeforautism.org. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.